Good morning and welcome to Simply Science. It's Saturday, February 10th. On today's show, we explore why International Day of Women and Girls in Science is celebrated on February 11th. And we discuss how SWATI, launched on International Day for Girls and Women in Science, aims to break old habits. Plus, we take a look at the image of research competition that highlights the beauty of science. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Science. We start off with a special focus on the International Day of Women and Girls in Science, celebrated every year on February 11th. This day, observed by the United Nations, aims to promote full and equal access and participation of women in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, also known as STEM fields. This year marks the ninth International Day of Women and Girls in Science Assembly. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about the theme of this year's assembly? Certainly, David. This year's main theme is Women and Girls in Science Leadership, a new era for sustainability. The sub-theme is Think Science, Think Peace. The United Nations recognizes the role of women and girls in science as agents of change, particularly in accelerating progress towards the achievement of Sustainable Development Goals 16 and 17. Can you give us a brief history of the International Day of Women and Girls in Science? Absolutely. The Commission on the Status of Women adopted a report in March 2011 with agreed conclusions on access and participation of women and girls in education, training, and science and technology. It also promoted women's equal access to full employment and decent work. Then, in December 2013, the General Assembly adopted a resolution on science, technology, and innovation for development. This resolution recognized that full and equal access to and participation in science, technology, and innovation for women and girls of all ages is imperative for achieving gender equality and the empowerment of women and girls. What can we expect from the Ninth Assembly? The Ninth Assembly will bring together women in science leaders and experts from around the world, high-level government officials, representatives of international organizations, and the private sector. They will discuss women's leadership in achieving the three pillars of sustainable development, namely economic prosperity, social justice, and environmental integrity. Thanks for that report, Michael. Speaking of looking forward, India's science academies are set to launch SWATI, a portal to a database that aims to include every woman in science in the country. This is the latest in a series of initiatives to address the gender gap in science that began with a report published two decades ago. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about SWATI and its significance? Certainly, David. SWATI, or Science for Women, a technology and innovation, is a portal that will be launched on February 11th, which is celebrated worldwide as International Day for Girls and Women in Science. The portal is the latest effort by India's science academies to address the gender gap in science, a problem that was first highlighted in a report by the Indian National Science Academy in 2004. What were the key findings of that 2004 report? The report was groundbreaking for its time. It presented evidence of discrimination in the workplace, not just on the basis of gender, but also caste. 
it also dedicated a significant portion to proposing solutions. The report was a product of collaboration between scientists and social scientists, which is rare in the Indian scientific community. What initiatives followed that report? There were several initiatives, including the Indian Academy of Sciences compendium, Lilavati's Daughters, and a national conference featuring over a thousand women scientists. The conference led to some groundbreaking announcements by then Science and Technology Minister Kapil Sibyl, who promised women scientists flexible working hours, in-house creches, work-from-home options, research grants, and residential accommodation. Unfortunately, the committees set up to implement these promises never took off. What has been the impact of these initiatives? While these initiatives have been helpful, they have not been enough. Many of them are based on the fallacy that only marriage and motherhood are to blame for the gender gap in science. There is a need for rules and laws to address the unique challenges faced by women from multiple marginalities of caste, transgender identity, and disability. Gender equity policies need to boldly state that discrimination exists and engage with the idea of placing some accountability on the overrepresented in science, upper caste cis men. What can we expect from the upcoming Swati portal? The Swati portal is a promising initiative, but it's important to be cautious. Past initiatives have often been launched with much hype, only to fizzle out soon after. The portal was first announced on International Women's Day in 2021, but there was no word about it after that until recently. It remains to be seen if the Inter-Academy panel can break old habits and be more inclusive, transparent, and efficient. Thanks for that report, James. Now, let's shift our focus to a unique event where the line separating arts and sciences was blurred. On February 8th at University Galleries, students from various disciplines exhibited their entries for the fifth annual Image of Research competition. This event showcases the artistic side of hard science students and the scientific rigor of those in softer sciences. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this competition? Certainly, David. The Image of Research competition is a unique event that allows students to present their research or creative scholarship through a single, static image and a 150-word abstract. The entries were evaluated based on visual impact, uniqueness, and the connection between image and narrative. The competition saw 21 finalists, 14 graduate and seven undergraduate students, representing academic areas within the College of Arts and Sciences, College of Education, and Wonsook Kim College of Fine Arts. That's quite a diverse group. How were these images displayed and shared with the audience? The images were proudly displayed by the students at the university galleries. Attendees could view the entries and access a QR code linking to a description of each work. This format allows the research to reach a much broader audience than traditional academic outlets. The award-winning images will also be exhibited at Milner Library for the Board of Trustees and at the 2024 University Research Symposium. And how were the winners determined? The entries were judged by two local artists, Ian Crawley and Jane Camp, who is also a professor of art at Heartland Community College. Attendees also had the opportunity to vote for the People's Choice Awards on the day of the exhibit. All winners received cash prizes. Interesting. Can you tell us more about the winning entries? The first place winners both came from the School of Biological Sciences, and interestingly, they both have a background in the arts. 
One of the winners, a master's student, began her undergraduate career as an art major before switching to biology. Her photograph showed her holding a female wren as part of a long-term field study. The other winner, who graduated last semester, researched the sounds fish make underwater. Her entry came from a study examining what fish species were in a local creek by matching sound imaging with audio. That's fascinating. It seems like this competition is a great opportunity for students to communicate their research to a wider audience. Absolutely, David. The competition not only allows students to showcase their research in a creative way, but it also encourages them to explain their work in a simple and accessible manner. This is a valuable skill, especially in a world where the ability to communicate scientific work to the general public is becoming increasingly important. Thanks for joining us, Celeste. In other scientific news, a new species of fungus, Trichoglossum siamviswanathii, has been discovered in Kerala by researchers from the Kerala Forest Research Institute, the Botanical Survey of India, and the University of Hyderabad. The species is named after renowned scientist and former director of KFRI, Shyam Viswanath, for his contribution to forestry in India. To discuss this discovery in more detail, we have Bella, a correspondent for Simply Science. Bella, can you tell us more about this new fungus species? Certainly, David. The new fungus species belongs to the family Geoglossaceae and was collected from the moist soil of the KFRI Field Research Center in Thrissur. It's characterized by its morphological characteristics and molecular phylogenetic analyses. The Western Ghats region of Kerala, where it was found, is known for its abundant fungal diversity, including numerous species endemic to this specific area. Interesting. And how does this new species fit into the global context of the Trichoglossum genus? Globally, there are 55 recorded species of the Trichoglossum genus. However, the diversity of Trichoglossum species in India is poorly represented. These fungi, commonly known as hairy earth tongues, are characterized by their distinctive features, including club-shaped apothecia in dark shades of black or brown. They're found in tropical and temperate forests across at least five continents. What role do these fungi play in their ecosystems? Trichoglossum species play a crucial role in the decomposition of organic matter. They contribute to the breakdown of dead plant material, helping to recycle nutrients in forest ecosystems. They exhibit saprotrophic behavior, but can also be found as an endophyte in plant roots. It's been reported that ecological factors play an important role in the morphology and distribution of these fungi. What are the next steps for research on this new species? The biological potential of Trichoglossum siamviswanathii is not yet fully explored. Further research is needed for proximate analysis and to understand the biological attributes of this species. The discovery of this new species underscores the importance of ongoing exploration and research into the diverse flora, fauna, and fungi in the Western Ghats. That's certainly something to look forward to. Thanks for that, Bella. And on that note, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Science. We'll see you back here tomorrow.